This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Shameless self-promoting is what all race car drivers are the best at. That's that's one of the first things you have to learn is shameless self-promoting. So Cole's going to take anything away from this conversation and the veteran experience of Regan. That's what you need to take away. <laughs> you're tuned in to Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale, the original craft beer in a can. Visit OscarBlues.com to find out where Dale's is sold near you today. Now here's your hosts, Regan Smith and Keith White. Welcome to another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront. How is that, Regan? Much better. Much better. I'm excited to do the show now because of that intro. Regan gave me a hard time last week that I wasn't enthusiastic enough about our intro, so that was my enthusiasm. That was much that was much better than last week. And I'm I'm willing to bet the listeners are gonna say the same thing on Twitter this week. That took a lot out of me, I'll be honest. I don't know if I have enough to continue the show. You look exhausted. You didn't even introduce your other co hosts here, so I I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. He's Heath White, I'm Regan Smith, and we got first name over uh at the at the soundboard, as we'll call it. And joining us in the studio is our most recent race winner. Big winner from this series. weekend, that's right. Cole Custer. How's it going, Cole? Pretty good. Thanks for having me here. No problem. Thanks for coming in. It's a big week for Cole because what does a driver, uh, what does a winning driver do the week after <laughs> he wins? What's he do? Finals. He studies for finals. Finals, man. I, you know what? I wish I, I could say this. I wish I was still doing finals because that would mean I was 17, 18 again, and and that would be perfect. But uh, none, nonetheless, a win doesn't get you out of the classwork and the schoolwork. And then we appreciate you taking a few minutes to come and and chat with us about it because it was a big weekend for you a big weekend for the uh, Haas Junior Motorsports truck team and uh, you know I think uh, something to be very proud of about. tell us about it, it looked like uh, looked like a, a good night from the start you qualified what second right yeah we, we uh, rained out qualifying so we started second off uh, practice feeds and uh, we, didn't, we didn't start out the best we definitely struggled at the beginning and dropped back to seventh I think and then we got the truck better as the run as the day went on so uh, we were just able to, you know, survive through the end and, you know, let other guys kind of just kind of take care of themselves almost and just, you know, we were able to be there at the end on, in second and then have a good restart and take the win there and just finish it out. And, you know, I can't thank all the guys enough and everybody. I mean, that was something we really wanted to do this year and go back to Gateway and really have a strong run. I, th- I think you had a strong run. I think that a, a win suffices for a strong run, definitely. I'd and, say and so. I think, you know, third race of the season for you, got that first win already got how many races left on your schedule now uh, we got About seven more seven more so one win seven more opportunities i yeah. mean things are looking good here yeah you didn't win your first one last year until uh, new hampshire so yeah. that was a little deeper into the schedule mm-hmm. so uh you know i know as a spectator watching the race i sadly enough as i admitted to you when you got here i watched the watched the first part of it and you're old i am Went old i am old and i knew that the baby was going to be up <laughs> at six thirty, whether i was awake or not so uh i opted to to tape it and dvr it and and watch it the next morning and made a point not to check twitter or any of that stuff i got up left my phone on the charger and and walked out to watch the end of the truck race and uh you know i was i was very impressed from the standpoint of you guys didn't have the best truck that was there there was two trucks that were probably a little bit better that had you know had a little more speed at that time and you guys found a way to win you guys were resilient about it and and got up front on a number of different occasions uh obviously joe making good pit calls and pit strategy and, and things like that but uh you know, why don't you talk about that? It's You don't always have the best vehicle, and, and sometimes you got to win, and it appeared you were able to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, definitely in the truck series, what's great about it, you know, you're never really out of it. If you can keep it in the top ten, really, you know, so much stuff's going to happen at the end of the race. You're, you're always in it. So I knew we just had to survive until the end, and, you know, we didn't have the best truck, but I knew that we still had a, a chance to win it. So 
you know, just kind of being there at the end, and my guys did a great job, you know, with pit strategy and uh, just, you know, making no mistakes, really. We just drove a real solid race and uh, was able to be there right then where we needed to be. What were you thinking? I know you were right behind the, the 88 and the 8 when they had their incident, and that I imagine you were probably thinking, please don't come down the track and hit me at this point, because it had to be, look like the 8 got in there a little hotter than he wanted to. You probably saw that coming, didn't you? Yeah, definitely the 8 got a little bit loose and got into craft in there, but, uh, yeah, I was definitely hoping just, you know, to try and get through that. I knew that, I knew that, that was a pretty big deal because the eight, 88 was so good and the 8 was pretty good too. So being ahead of them was uh, definitely a big deal and getting us closer to the front. But, uh, you know, it was just I was really lucky to get through that wreck right there for sure. No, there was no luck. Just yeah. tell them that it was all skill. It, it was, was all driver skill. talent. You were you were watching the whole thing. <laughs> it, it, that's uh, Yeah, it was all skill from the start to finish. That's what you got to yeah. say. Yeah, take a lesson from Regan. Even if even if it's not skill, you take credit for it. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, we know we know. Cole's self shameless self promoting is go. what all race car drivers are the best at. That's See? that's one of the first things you have to learn is shameless self promoting. So if Cole's going to take anything away from this conversation and the veteran experience of Regan, that's what you <laughs> need to take away. I, maybe not. You probably don't need to take that away. But uh. <laughs> but let's. Uh, I want Cole to take us through that that last restart because. Um, and I'll be honest, from someone that I've not watched a lot of truck racing in my day, because obviously we're, we used to be an Xfinity team, so um, there was not a reason for that. But I will say that truck races are usually quite entertaining, and this this one was especially especially Gateway, the late race. Re that, was it last year that there was like ten straight cautions yeah. or something, and they just couldn't get they tore everything up mm -hmm. on the last restarts. It seems like just the straightaways are so long at that track. You know, you get a good run, and then you outbreak somebody into a corner, and you can always you know fans out pretty wide. So it sh and it all goes so tight going into the corner so it just makes for great racing i'd say and you know it's like that a lot of the truck races you're i mean it's always you know a few cautions at the end and you're always just absolutely fighting for spots on a restart and it always gets crazy and there's always wrecks and mm -hmm. you just have to survive most of the time is and it, it's interesting about gateway for for the listeners that didn't see that tracker aren't familiar with it it's extremely tight turns one and two and then three and four are, are a little bit wider a little bit flatter but for whatever reason, to me, when I used to run there, it feels like a short track. I mean, you got straightaways that feel like you're at a super speedway, and you got corners that feel like you're at Martinsville for the most part. Yeah, for sure. I mean, going into one, it's almost you know your straight line breaking, and then you have to you know make a real tight corner in there, and uh, it makes it interesting because the two corners are so different, and three and four is so it's real sweeping and fast, and one and two is real tight. But uh, it makes for great racing. We had you know obviously a great finish there. Mm -hmm. Looked like the outside line came in a little bit too, which I was mm -hmm. kind of pleasantly surprised in seeing. So with you having the outside on the last restart, it, it probably weren't too worried about being out there. You knew you had a shot of getting by him coming off a yeah. turn too. Yeah, I knew I had a shot, and definitely he missed a shift right there on that on the last restart. So that you know kind of sealed the deal for us. But um, I could never really get the top going. A lot of guys like the four truck and the eighty-eight and the eight a little bit could get the truck going on the outside and one and two. But uh, I I really couldn't. I could do it in three and four, but uh, not in one and two. But the 88 actually figured out how to shift in one and two. Which oh, wow. I was gonna, uh, that was going to be my next question because I, I heard his in-car camera at one – or in-truck camera at one point, and I heard him shift, and I didn't know if that's something that everybody was doing or if he had just found something that somebody else hadn't or, or yeah. if, you, if you were shifting yourself or not. They were they were really trying to make it so we couldn't shift this. I mean, we didn't shift it all last year, but um, – uh, he passed me one time and he downshifted and I was like, what was that? You know, like um, <laughs> you hear the motor pick up that extra pitch and it makes you kind of what was that noise? Yeah, it startles you a little sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think him. I don't know if uh, he was the only one shifting or not, but that was definitely you know surprised me. It probably helped him a little bit. Must have been. I'm gonna assume old tires when things had slowed down a little bit. Probably when he was doing. Yeah, that. I think he did on restarts and probably on old tires. I don't know if he was doing it every lap though. 
very similar sounds like a similar feel to Phoenix where sometimes you can do it sometimes you don't have to yeah and you know it's right on the cusp NASCAR does a, a really nice job of trying to make the gear ratios to where we can't shift but as that pace slows down you know describing to, to everybody listening here as that pace slows down sometimes we get into a range and the toughest part is trying it that first time I'm afraid you're going to blow your motor up like oh is it going to be too high is it not going to be too high what's it going to do here so yeah there's not too many tra oval tracks that y'all do that at no, Ga Gateway used to be one that you would always do it in turn one and two, and, and as we as we're discussing, they changed the rule there, um, the ratios, and, and you know, other than the trucks, I don't think any anything's been there in probably five years, but they've changed it since they started going back there. I think where uh, Pocono, be shifting at Pocono, Phoenix, a uh, couple other places maybe. But Cole, I, regardless, drove to victory, very exciting fashion. Now we did watch you get out of the truck. And you were you were a little tired, so take us through that. W what was so exhausting about that race for you? Uh, I think our definitely Ooh, our, our truck wore out. Yeah, our truck wasn't the best, and I was you know on the edge every lap. But definitely, I think maybe our AC like uh, stopped working in the truck. The fan, I'm mm. not sure though. But uh, and it was a warm one. Yeah, it was it was bad. I was pretty tired, but. Um, well, and the humidity probably yeah. being a thousand percent in Gateway I, it didn't. Usually uh, is there. Yeah, St. Yeah. Louis is never low humidity, so mm -hmm. I'm sure that didn't help matters yeah, either. It was real humid with all the rain and everything, so it was definitely. A, it, I was tired after the racing, but winning makes oh, it was everything good. It was better. It, it does, and it was good hard days work. That's what it means. You got out. You're like, yeah, I earned this one. Yeah, I was telling myself on the last restart, like if I don't win this race, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be pissed. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, you might as well get something out of all that effort, you know. But then you win, and then you got to do the media center, yeah. and you got to lift the heavy trophy up, so then you're yeah. getting more. Now, adrenaline kicks in at that point, I'm sure. And that trophy's fine. actually pretty cool. We were looking at pictures. It's got the, the yeah. St. Louis arch in it and everything. Mm -hmm. So Sweet. it was certainly a well-earned Cole on your part, and it was fun to watch. Absolutely was. And now the, the JRM truck team, what, that's two for four? Yeah, that is. For the team. We're batting Come. 500. That's yeah. pretty darn good. It's not a bad average to start the truck racing career of junior yeah. motorsports. So, it uh, certainly and been a big part of that and and man it, it, it's you, you look back at some of the other races and you think man this thing could be four for four at one yeah. point yeah. almost very I mean, very easily you're exactly right because every race you guys have been in contention obviously you had um, some misfortune at martinsville and then some issues at dover but every race the double zero has shown up they've been there everyone knows that junior motorsports and cole custer are here and mm -hmm. you're actually a back-to-back -back races this week yeah so we had a bit of a lull in your schedule there and now you're back at iowa this weekend um, in the truck race, that's what, Friday night at 8.30, and um, actually, we were looking at your stats, first name pulled your stats for me, and I know Regan doesn't like stats, but this is a good one, 2013 in the K&N series, um, your second race at Iowa, you led every lap, won the race. I did watch that race, that, you know what, and mm -hmm. I think that's the first race I ever saw you run, I was, uh, I believe it's the second Iowa race when Nationwide yep. goes, or when Xfinity goes there, and uh I, I stood out behind the motorhome and watched 90% of that race, and I was surprised because we saw cars running up top. And mm -hmm. first car I saw up there was, was your car, or one of the first cars. I'm like, man, he's really fast up there. And I saw your lead, and so I start watching. I'm like, mm -hmm. man, I hope our groove works up that <laughs> way. But that was that was a, a great race for you guys, and, and um, it wasn't your first K&N win, was it? Uh, or in was 2013, it? I won my first – that was my first K&N win. That was your first win, okay. And the next year, that was the year that we all started running around the wall there. That was probably one of the most fun races I've ever run, the one that you were watching. I think that was last year. Oh, was it? Okay, maybe I got it mixed up. I know I watched your first mm -hmm. win, though, because I remember after the race thinking, who was that? And then, yeah. you know. Is it not more stressful running up near the wall? 
It is. From a fa- I'm, I'm asking from a fan's perspective, not from a driver's perspective. I, I don't, we don't get to do it that much, so I wouldn't really know. But I, I feel like it is a little bit. Yeah, it's we're so limited the places, you know, as Cole just said, the places that we can actually get up there and still carry enough speed to make up the time on the bottom. There's there's only probably four or five tracks we can really do it anymore. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily more stressful. <laughs> I mean, um, well, you're a couple inches off the wall. I would think that more chances to screw up. Well, there's more chances <laughs> to screw up, but it's going to hurt way less when you do screw up. You know, you're yeah, right there. Fine. Yeah, you're not yeah. going from the bottom to the top <laughs> to hit it. You're just going from the top to the top to hit it. So, it uh, there's definitely guys that have perfected it and that are better than other guys. You look at a, a Kyle Larson, a Dale Jr., mm-hmm. a, a Martin Truex is another one I always look at when they start moving up top that are the first guys that go up They're there. And always the first to try it. Yeah, and they've got a feel that they've that they found up there. Harvick's really good up by the wall at a lot of places we go. So uh yeah, it's there's a technique to it for sure. So Cole, what what how do you how do you double up this weekend? How do you go to Iowa and get another win? Uh, I mean I, I think we're he gonna finishes first. He, that's <laughs> how he does you, it. He beats all the other yeah. trucks. Hey someone around here has to ask the silly question. Okay. Well <laughs> good. Yeah it's anything that involves media is gonna involve <laughs> a dumb question at some point or another, isn't it? You're welcome. Hey, thank you for thank you for doing that for us. Cole, how do you win this week? Uh, I think we just have to do the same thing we did last week. I mean just have a solid race and you know, hopefully have we have a little bit better truck and can, you know, stay up there the whole race. But um we're actually bringing the same truck. That we just ran, so we turned it around real fast. And That'd be good confidence in the truck, yeah. then. Obviously, yeah. race winner right there. Yeah, it's actually the same truck we brought to New Hampshire and won with last year too. Okay, so wow. It, that's the truck I brought. I think I'd just take in. that truck everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that thing's pretty sporty at this mm-hmm. point. Then just tell him to keep. Tell Joe keep turning this one around. I want to keep yeah. racing this one. That's the one that we want. Well, we know you got a busy week, and and we know you got exams and everything this week. So we appreciate you taking the time to come in here and and. We're not going to keep you too long because uh, we don't want nope. your. We don't want. To, I, I believe your mom was the one that pointed out to us you had exams. <laughs> yeah. If it was up to you, you'd be in the shop yeah, all day, every like day. She right. she said schoolwork is kind of important, so we don't want to get on her bad side yet. We'll we'll save that for further down the road until she yeah, gets we'll, mad at us. We'll but, wait on that. But yeah. uh, we appreciate you taking the time and, and doing this. And man, just I think everybody here is really proud of that truck team and, and excited to see the success that you guys are having and uh, looking forward to the next one to to watch. Yeah, I mean I'm excited. I think we'll have a great next few races i think we all these tracks we can run good at so i, I would just thanks for having me up here and you know to the, talk about it what uh what are you studying when you go home what's what's the topic english english oh gosh i don't like it it's bad. oh yeah if it was math or science it'd be okay yeah that's that's a rough one there yeah even i even i don't enjoy english <laughs> and you're a writer <laughs> i'm a writer wow hey you gotta do what's easy right there we have it all right we're gonna let cole get out of here all right cool thanks all right thank you guys Okay, so that was Cole Custer. Cole's going to be racing uh, Friday night. That's this Friday, June 19th, and that race is going to be on Fox Sports 1 at 8.30. And, Regan, this is very interesting. Cole's actually joining. Do tell, Heath. Uh, do you tell. Ready? Is that, I'm ready. Is that enough enthusiasm? That was uh, – your enthusiasm today has really been special. For our I, I feel like it's coming through on the show, too, how special it is. Okay. Well, I'm working on it. For our Iowa fans, Cole's going to be doing a series-wise autograph session with some other drivers, and that's going to be Friday at 3.15. 3.15 to 4 o'clock local time at the track, so you can meet Cole Custer there. One of the And that's one of the great things about not only the Truck Series but the Xfinity Series are these autograph sessions that, that we do, and and it's pretty much every track we go to, you can find the drivers on the main concourse signing autographs mm-hmm. and, and talking with the fans and having some fun. It's always interesting to meet our fans. So that brings us to Chicago, and guess what? Chicago. It's a big Xfinity weekend standalone race. It is standalone. We don't get the opportunity to be the, the – you know, most focused on series in the course of the weekend, and this weekend we are. And uh, Chicago's going to be buzzing a little bit this week too. Stanley Cup final, I'm sure they're going to all be on on a high. So 
hopefully they uh hopefully all those Stanley Cup fans get out to the racetrack and, and watch the race too. Always good. Always a good race. So, Regan, I, we've talked a little bit about Chicago before, but um, I know it's a bumpy track. You guys have to navigate those bumps a little bit. And take, take us through Chicago. What's the key to success there? How do you run a lap around that place? I don't know. <laughs> when I figure out the key to success there, then that 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 track has been an Achilles for me for, for eight years now. I think we've talked about it in one of the earlier shows. That it, it has been a tough racetrack for me to figure out and, and to get a grip on. And um, We had a good run last time there. We, we, I've had some good runs there. Um, but definitely it's a place that, you know, got to focus in going into it. The bumps into turn one are, are very difficult, and, and it's tough on the drivers to get through them, but it's also tough on the crew chiefs to, to put a package under the drivers um, that they're that they're happy with and, and feel like they get through the bumps good. So that's going to be one of our primary focuses is getting through that section of the racetrack. Three and four, also extremely rough, a lot of big bumps from top to bottom. Um, just like a lot of the tracks we go to wherever they built the tunnel, the bumps are, are mm. extreme, and, and they're a little less on the bottom, and then the higher up you go, the longer the bump is because the more it widens out that surface area where the tunnel is and, and, and how the ground is settled, so the bump becomes a longer bump, which makes it even more severe. Um, maybe not maybe not quite as upsetting for the car, but a more severe bump. So a uh, lot of character at that place. The top line works. We know that we'll see that at some point or another. I think the six car in the first race last year was, was – hunting down Chase a little bit at the end. He had some quick laps at the mm -hmm. end, and, and Chase was able to pull back away once the tires wore out a little bit. But he was making the top side work, and, and uh, I think one of the times that he lapped me, I saw him up there. And, and naturally, Chase has been really good at that place. That's been a, a good racetrack for him Actually, both the, his trips there. the defending winner of this race, not he the is. second Chicago, but the first Chicago. He uh -huh. is, that's right, and uh, and I remember that because I watched the tape this morning <laughs> as I was as Doing I was taking care as I was taking care row. of emails and I was and I was getting ready for the day to start. I I always have it on in the background on my computer screen and uh, and uh, he he had a very fast ride last year. So I think uh, you know we're gonna have to look at that nine car as, as one to beat and and that's good for Junior Motorsports and fans listening to this show because that's a good sign for uh, for here. Um, the seven car is gonna have to do uh, you know what we can to to catch them and and uh, you know I think obviously my guys have worked really hard on on that and and. If there's going to be any hold back this weekend, it's probably going to be the guy that holds the steering wheel. Mm. So uh, he's he's been doing his homework, and uh, you know I, I feel confident when we get there, we're going to have a good weekend. Well, if you, uh, you j just for the record, you are driving the goodies car, so there'll be plenty of headache shots ready for you if you need them. I hope you don't need. Well, them. with the bump, even even if you have the best day and you win with the bumps, bumps there, you might need the headache relief by the time you go through those all day. And if the, you know if you're fortunate enough to win beyond that, you're going to need the headache relief the next the day. The next day, because exactly. then there's going to be too many Dales Pale Ale involved. <laughs> but you've got uh, obviously, like we said, Chase. Chase will be tough this weekend. He's back in the number nine, and we've got young Ben Rhodes, Mr. Enthusiasm, coming back to the track in the 88 Alpha Energy Solutions. Whenever I think of Ben Rhodes now, and he's in a race car, or he's doing really anything where I'm around him, I always envision him in my head rapping to Vanilla Ice now. I can't get it out of my mind. After we had him yeah. on the show and he talked about that, he did say I that. can't get that out of my mind. Like, I wonder, you know, sometimes drivers chew gum when they race. There's a couple that do that. Sometimes they, you know, maybe just hum or do something. I don't know. I got him pictured as a type that's in there just ice, ice, baby, and <laughs> all the way through turns three and four or something. Hey, he did say he can do it. And before our show is over this year, before we wrap up episode 33 or whatever it is, we will have Ben on here and we will get him to sing Vanilla Ice. I cannot wait for that. Which is good, though, because, I mean, he's a, he's a young kid, so I'm glad he actually knows who Vanilla Ice is as the singer and rapper, not opposed to the guy who has the reality show about fixing homes. 
Fair enough. <laughs> Am I right? Because right. I didn't even know he had a reality show about fixing homes. Right. We know Vanilla Ice the rapper. I know him as the rapper, uh, right. purely the rapper. Yeah, that's that's about all I got there. So, um, Anything else to add about Chicago? I don't think so. I, uh, you know, as, as we said, tough racetrack, a lot of character. The track's been worn in. And, and one of those places that even getting through the tri-oval at Chicago can be difficult. When we fan out three and four wide, uh, the runs on the outside, mm-hmm. you, you can't always predict them. And, and the track seems to funnel into turn one almost. And, and it gets really tight when you get down to that corner. Sometimes guys end up on the apron and they don't yeah. even want to. And, and you can't you run the apron there. You cannot use the apron at all at Chicago. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot, lot of things to be aware of. The, the one thing when we go to these standalone events that I think we have to kind of be more cautious of that, that guys don't even think of sometimes is a lot of different spotters. You don't always That's have true. the cup spotters yeah. coming on their off weekend to spot guys, and, and there's going to be cars that maybe have somebody in their ear they're not used to. And, you know, you want to be a little more cautious around that because they might make a move that you don't expect. You come to expect drivers to make certain moves based on who spots for them, based on their tendencies. Mm-hmm. And if they have a different voice in their ear, that, that move might be different than what you expect. So you gotta you got to be wary of that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, obviously, what who's spotting for you this week? TJ Majors. Oh, he's actually on his off. We're week? going big time here. I didn't know if TJ. Was Do you know? I'm glad you brought that up because we're gonna have TJ's on the other show pretty frequently, so I don't know that we'll end up having him on here at all uh, with us. But uh, TJ this past weekend took spotting to a whole nother level. Explain. He, he pulled a double header off. Actually, technically a quadruple header if you want to count Arca on Friday night. Yeah. Spotted the Xfinity race on Saturday. Immediately when that race was over, hopped in an airplane, flew in TJ Major's Air. (laughs) We're going to call it TJ Major's Air because that's essentially what it was. It's a gateway. Spotted at Gateway. Got lucky on the weather, by the way. I was sitting there. As I was sitting there sleepy, you know, falling falling asleep and and taping the race, I'm thinking, man, TJ's going to have a rough day tomorrow. Mm. Hopped on the airplane after the race was over at Gateway. Flew back to Michigan. Spotted uh, Sunday for for Dale and – I, I did see a picture posted of him sleeping on the airplane well like, a little, like a little baby. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we might have to get some uh, clarification on this because I was told he went to Gateway but did not spot the truck race. Really? I was told that. I don't know if that's true. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, I haven't heard that. The, he, someone else took care of that. Was it the 19 or the 29? 19. Mm. At least that's what, that's what I've been told by a very reliable source. Very interesting. So we might very have to get to the bottom of this. Well, I was I was surprised that TV didn't want to follow him on this journey <laughs> and that TJ didn't make that happen. Well, you know, he, he does have his full-time PR person working for him. Impressive. And that's Tyler Overstreet. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Tyler does uh, Dale Jr.'s road PR and also TJ's. Now, I say that. I did hear, and in, in full justice to the rest of the spotters, I did hear Eddie DeHaan on the radio for the for the double zero for, for Cole. Mm-hmm. So. He and he's was, fun he to listen there, to on the radio. Um, and there was, yeah, there was, I think, a couple other spotters that made that trip uh, back and forth. But definitely a tight trip for all those guys oh, yeah. with the weather, with everything that took place up there. Uh, you know, it's it's good that they were able to do that. I'm sure there's a couple of them doing it this weekend as well with Iowa on Friday night with the trucks and, mm-hmm. and on Saturday night having the Xfinity Series at Chicago, which a little bit closer journey there. You can almost drive that one if you absolutely had to. Well, from a driver's standpoint, do you guys – does it matter to you who your spotter is? Obviously, you use TJ for most of the year. There are situations where you don't use TJ, but is it is it like a camaraderie thing? Do you build a relationship with those guys, or is it kind of just – Well, know, I th- it's, it's a number of things. You build a relationship with them, um, but you also, especially if you've had one for you know more than four or five races, you, you, that relationship grows mm-hmm. as you go on. I think as much as that as you get 
used to what certain guys say and what, what they call out. If TJ says, tight on you, I know that that means there's a car right on my door and to just be a little cautious of that or I don't have room to, you know, to slide up the racetrack some or do anything. Uh, but another spotter might say that same thing and mean something different. So you got to understand each other's lingo. you got to know how close they call it. And, and, you know, how tight a position is going to be based on that spotter. Some spotters might, you know, clear might be two feet in between bumpers. Other spotters, it might be six inches. Mm-hmm. So there is there is variation with, with everybody, just like anything. And uh, and I think as you get accustomed to that and you learn their tendencies and, and they learn your tendencies as a driver, vice versa, it goes both ways. You know, they've got to know the driver's ten- tendencies as well. Um, it's a it's a very, very important part of what we do. That's why, that's why our spotters are – Critical to success. They are. That's why critical. they don't want. That's why they don't want first name night spotting. Well, I mean, we can let I you tried spot it. out at like we GoPro Motorplex or something. Spotting for late models. Oh yeah, we did talk about that. That's right. That way you can do you can spot and do a late model uh, Twitter updates from VR. from the track. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Wow. And did that get shot down already? The spotting part. I mean, I just was just like, you should turn now. That was my spotting. <laughs> I feel like you would turn, turn, turn. And I'm like, turn. no, that's that's not how it works. They know when to turn. And <laughs> we now have our 360 episode <laughs> is first names, first time spotting. This this could be a, a good episode here. Well, you know what we could do? We could take them up to Watkins Glen at late summer because we always use two to three spotters at Watkins Glen. We put you in, like, the carousel, and you can spot for Reed. That's no. crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's you crazy. don't trust them? <laughs> Oh, I trust him not to spot for me though. <laughs> I actually, I actually filled in for spotting one time many years ago. Really? I just wow. told TJ got there because TJ flew in with Dale. I think Josh Wise was in the car then at Michigan, and they needed somebody on the roof just so we could, you know. They needed a warm body. And that's exactly. What, you were and the first one they found. It was like uh, TJ's not here right now, so it was me. There you go. Wow. It d- yeah. Things I didn't know. I was not very comfortable with that because here's the thing: once you do it once, they think you should be able to do it a second time, and I'm like, I don't want to be responsible for that race car. Or sp- their driver, for that matter. I spotted one practice day for uh, for Dale, and it was out at uh, out at Las Vegas, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember that. TJ TJ w- had gone home, and and I said, oh, I'll do it, no big deal. They said they needed somebody up there, and it was just a practice day. Yeah. And, and I left there, and I'm like, man, this is nerve wracking up Stressful. here because you you're like worried. Well, what if I send them out in front of somebody? Right. And you're not as much worried about the other cars as you are the guy on the other end of the radio yelling and screaming at mm-hmm. you. And uh, you know, it was uh, it, it was fun. Though. I learned a lot being up there and just seeing what those guys do and and you know how they do it. Obviously, it wasn't racing situations or circumstances, so they were all kind of goofing off and having fun. But uh, I neat, think neat deal. I think places like Talladega and Daytona are where those guys really make the big bucks. Wow! Because I, I think they do everywhere. I mean, it's uh, spotting and and hopefully TJ never listens to this, <laughs> but spotting is is not an easy job. It can really you know it can be worth positions on the racetrack mm-hmm. depending on who your spotter is and and you know. Obviously, all those guys up there are professionals, and they take their job seriously, and and they're you know want to be the best at what they're doing, and uh, you know it's uh, it shows a lot of times with those guys. You get as you said, you get to Talladega, Daytona, and you're three wide the whole time, and one mistake by one of those spotters can wreck the entire, entire field. field. And then you're gonna have you're not just gonna have one spotter coming down wanting to fight you. You're gonna have thirty of them guys, <laughs> and some of those guys are big. Yeah, some of them are little, are. and some of them are big. So it it Very can, it can get really entertaining up there. But our Xfinity race is uh, Saturday, this Saturday night, June 20th, on Fox Sports 1. Now, it's kind of a late start time. It's 9.30 Eastern time. I'm going to take a power nap. Yeah, really. (laughs) We'll be finishing at midnight. I didn't even make it through the truck race, and I was only watching it. Here's the deal. Under the lights is always more exciting, so you just put on a better show. Sparks will be flying. So that brings us to 
K1 Speed Hot Laps. There we go. More excitement. I like that. Dumped it down. He's making his own music <laughs> and everything. This is a new Heath White this week. I, see, I, I and need it's to show, thank for this. But it gets me excited. When you're excited. You're excited. I'm First excited. name's over here doing jumping jacks right now. He looks now. really confused because he's never seen this side of us in the studio. No, this is fun. I like this. All right. So I like when Regan's talking <laughs> about Heath doing things. That's funny. <laughs> well, let's get into hot laps here because I want to bring Regan back to reality. Um, and our hot laps are brought to you by K1 Speed, which is America's premier indoor go-kart racing center. With 27 locations nationwide, there's bound to be one near you. Visit K1Speed.com today to find a location. And I am up first this week. Are you, are you ready? I'm nervous because there's a number of things you can bring me back to reality on this week since you were at the racetrack doing oh, the PR for the 7 worry. car this weekend. I'm really curious to hear this one. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't take a cheap shot. This is not that cheap. You ready? Yeah, you ready you when you are. Yeah, you would. All right. Our resident expert, Regan Smith, our NHL expert, predicted that the Anaheim Ducks would win the Stanley Cup. However, Regan, as of last night, the Chicago Blackhawks have won their third cup in, what, the past six seasons, I think? So I want you to explain yourself as our resident NHL expert as to why you didn't get this right. That's all I have to say. After Gateway and watching the Stanley Cup last night, thinking what's the best trophy in sports, Ooh. I went through a lot. I don't know if there's any specific trophy you covet, Regan, but I'm a big fan of the Heisman Trophy. Doing research, I realized that they give a trophy out for the Triple Crown in baseball, and it's hilarious. It's legitimately a giant crown you can put on your head. I want to point out that while I did say I thought Anaheim would win, I also said at the same time whoever came out of the Blackhawks Predator series I thought was going to be extremely tough to beat. Blackhawks came out of that series, so let me point that out. The other thing that I want to say is the Stanley Cup, for anybody that watched it, was not in the building when that game ended. They drug that out, drug that out, drug that out. The cup finally showed up. You have one job all year long, and that's to make sure the cup is in the building on games <laughs> four, five, six, and seven and ready to be handed out, and it wasn't there. I was really shocked about that. They said they did announce during that broadcast that they had some trouble getting there. Was we- I know there was weather, but I'm I thinking, why didn't you bring it in a day ahead of time? Yeah, it's, like, it's only the Stanley Cup. You have like a police escort. They I'm were pretty sure you can move it around. Yeah, well, and I heard them announce that, and I sat uh, sat on the couch, and I told Megan, I said, the Cup's not there. They bring it out pretty quick after the game's over, and they get on with it. And you could tell they were stalling, they were yeah. stalling. And when they did get there with the guy with the white glove treatment, he was out of breath. Like, he was we – they were ran. sweating. Yeah. And they were doing a lot of a lot of delay things. They went off of off of NBC, actually, and switched over to NBC Sports before they even – or they had just brought it out on NBC. Mm-hmm. I take that back. So, um, surprised about that. But, yeah, Blackhawks somewhere right now. Pete Pistone, it, if he made it to work today, he's probably extremely hungover. Big I'm sure Blackhawks that fan. he is. And he makes sure he reminds me about it every time I see him. So, um, you know, good good game. Enjoyed watching it, and uh, you know, now it's serious too. I, I think up until last night, they said there was no more than a two goal separation throughout that series up yeah. until yesterday's game. At, so. And that game, the game last night uh, was, the, or the game six was a good game. And uh, you know, the best part about that game, hmm. the Hurricanes are now tied for first again. All right, yeah, we were just that to quick <laughs> to zero and zero and zero. First name, I don't know what trophy Regan would want. Probably the next trophy would be the best trophy, but in terms well, of... Well, doing some research... Yeah, the next trophy is yeah. always the yeah. best trophy, definitely. Daytona yeah. 500 and Indy, the Indy 500 trophies were the basically the number one and two in terms of motorsports trophies. The yeah, Harley and I think that's the Harley, Harley, Harley J. Earl yeah. and the, what is it, the Borg Warner on, on IndyCar side. Sure Both. Indy. A lot of... Tra- yeah, it's Borg Warner trophy, but... 
a lot of tradition surrounding both of those trophies, both trophies that, you know, you get your name on them and, and it's on there forever. So um, I'll say this, the trophy that I was fortunate enough to get on the cup side, the Southern 500, yeah. is a really cool trophy. It's got every driver um, on a placard and their face and their name around the bottom of the trophy. You know, it wraps around three levels of it. They keep and they keep adding levels to it. Well, it's it sits at my at the place that we have in Colorado, and every time I go there, I, I find myself just walking around and looking at the names on there because it's you know you got the Yarbroughs, you got yeah. the the Pettys, the Pearsons, all the old school guys, and it's it's neat to see you know those faces and stuff on and there. then you've got a smith <laughs> then you get to that and you're like <laughs> who is this joker what the hell is this guy <laughs> doing on this trophy for what did it get rain shortened or something so well that's kind of going to do it for this week regan we wish you and everyone the best of luck in chicago bring us back a trophy absolutely looking forward to it and uh you know want to want to get jrm up front chase was close this past week to jrm get up front did you get did you get that oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry continue you didn't think i knew what i was saying <laughs> I, I didn't think you did yeah <laughs> usually saying. you don't know what you're i'm saying. sly and sneaky <laughs> like that occasionally um but yeah we want to get want to get uh, all three cars up front uh chase chase will be strong to beat he had a good weekend last week and we didn't really get to touch on that but good run for the napa nine car last weekend and uh, the, the 88 car with Ben Rhodes in it this weekend. So should be a good weekend for everybody. They, uh, they had a chance to test with Ben up there. So hopefully uh, we learned some stuff that all three cars can benefit from and uh, ready to get racing. All right, that'll do it. Thanks, guys. We'll see you all later. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Race fans, did you know Oscar Blues was the first craft brewery to put their beer in cans? That's right. In 2002, Dale's Pale Ale paved the way for the craft can revolution, allowing their great beer to be taken anywhere, on the trail, a day on the lake, and especially to the racetrack. And with brewery locations in Colorado and North Carolina, you can be sure you'll find fresh Dale's Pale Ale near you. Visit OscarBlues.com and find out where to get your Dale's today.